Thanks for checking out the New Hope Podcast. We believe this message will encourage you and transform you into who God is calling you to be. You are loved. Enjoy. But today, write some notes down, and I might go kind of quickly, um, but, I, but I believe that the church needs this today and for this year. And so, uh, write some notes down, but today I'm talking about this idea of rest is best. Everybody say, rest is best. All right. You know, I can sleep just about anywhere. Anybody like that? And then there's some people who are like, I can't sleep anywhere. <laughs> there's people like, I can't get comfortable. Um, so yeah, you're, you're a little bit harder to work with. No, I'm just, just kidding. But I can rest just about anywhere, and I can even have a good nap on the couch on a Sunday afternoon. Well, how about you? You know, um, but uh, I'm, today I'm talking about rest, but I'm not just talking about physical rest. I want to talk about spiritual, spiritual rest. But you know what? When uh, we went to the hospital and Tara had Emma uh, almost 10 years ago. Man, that's, that's, a, that's, like a, that's a decade ago. And um, I was really tired. And I didn't really do anything, of course. And uh, so, so, you know, as women, a lot of times are stronger than the men. Okay? Guys are like, whatever. It's not true. Um, I fell asleep. And our room was pretty decent, and I, I had this chair that would lean back, and I, I fell asleep, and I slept, I slept like a baby that night. And uh, so Tara, in the middle of the night, something was going on with Emma. She just had the baby that day, and uh, she's like, Landon, Landon. You know, I was, I was out. So she couldn't get out of bed, so she just like started throwing stuff at me. Whatever she could find that was close by, she threw it at me. In Jesus' name, right? She threw, she threw a pillow. That was kind, right? And I don't know what else she threw at me. Shoes, I'm, purses. No, I'm just kidding. But finally, I woke up. But it took a long time for me to wake up because I was having a good rest, right? And, you know, when I was, like, so I, I, I'm a good sleeper. And so when I was younger... Um, I had some step-siblings, and man, our house was like the Brady Bunch times seven. Um, gra- our grandmother lived there. I had, I had three sisters at the house, myself, my brother, my, my mom, my stepdad. And so we all lived in this place, and I was the youngest. Can anybody tell I'm the youngest, right? You can kind of tell, right? So I was the youngest, and uh, we lived out in the boondocks uh, in, in the middle of nowhere, and uh, we, we had all sorts of animals around our place. And one night, a bat got in the house. And only me, who was sleeping, and all the girls were there. That was it. The grandmother, my mom, my two stepsisters, and my sister, and then me. I was sleeping. They were up for some reason. I guess I had to go to bed early. I was the youngest. And they were, you know, imagine a bat coming in the house with like four or five ladies, right? It gets loud quickly. So they're running all around the house screaming and going crazy. And my grandmother, she was the only one who was quiet. She caught the bat in her hand. And you don't, know, you don't want to know the end of that bat's life uh, story. But guess what? I woke up the next day. They told me the whole story. I slept through the whole thing like a baby. 
So maybe today you're one of those people who can sleep through anything. Maybe you're one of those people who you can't sleep. It's hard to sleep. We're going to be talking a little bit about sleep, but we're mostly talking about rest. Everybody say rest. Look what the Bible says. I'm going to read Genesis 1.31 into chapter 2. It says, Then God looked over all he had made, and he saw that it was very good. And evening passed, and morning came, making the sixth day. So, this is chapter 2. So the creation of the heavens and the earth and everything in them was, cre- was completed. On the seventh day, God had finished his work of creation. So he rested from all his work. And God blessed the seventh day and declared it holy. Everybody say holy. Because it was the day when he rested from all his work of creation. Let's pray together. Lord, I pray that you'd speak today. I I pray that today, Lord, we would have understanding, Lord. That today we would have a supernatural sense of your presence and a supernatural sense of rest that we have by you. And Lord, I pray this in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. All right, so listen, there's there's kind of um, a serious imbalance in our culture, isn't there? People are tired. People are stressed out. People are physically, they don't get enough rest and lack of spiritual and mental rest. Have you noticed that in our culture? People are just tired. Like, hey, how are you doing? I'm busy. How are you doing? I'm tired. Like, that's a lot of our answers, right? I'm here. How are you doing? I'm, I'm, I'm here. And so we hear this a lot in our culture. You know the estimated that, that uh, sleep-related problems in our country is between 50 and 70 million people have sleeping issues in the country. Isn't that crazy? You know, one in three adults don't get adequate sleep their whole life. Literally, we have people in the room today maybe that you have a, we all have a hard time getting sleep. You know, maybe it is for a season when we have a baby at the house, Right? Because we all remember that, all of us parents, any parents, and the guys are like, what do you mean? I didn't get up. (laughs) I don't know, you can, you and your wife can talk about that one. But we're we're busy. Um, But you know what, we're not that busy. You know that we all have about three to four hours, listen, you're going to be like, I disagree with you. But on average, we all have three to four free hours a day. Maybe it's more on Saturday. Maybe it's less on Tuesday. But on average, if you took the week, we'd have some, we have some spare time. But we're stressed out. We work. We have bills to pay, people to take care of, kids to take care of. Life is fast. You know, compared to 100 years ago, life's moving pretty quickly, isn't it? Right? It's like, well, this. But you know that... That... Um, you know, some of us, maybe we're out to make money. So we're getting tired just because we're doing extra hours. We're doing this. We're doing that. And hey, that's good. Hard work. That's awesome. It's a good thing. But sometimes it's not a good thing. Because we buy things. I love this quote from, from a guy I listened to. His name's Dave Ramsey. Anybody heard of Dave Ramsey? Oh, yeah. Um, we buy things we don't need with money we don't have to impress people we don't like. It's true, right? It's like, oh, I'll get this car. So-and-so's going to like me. They don't care. But there's no rest for the weary, right? You know, our, you know, screen time is a huge part to why we're not getting rest. Either we stay up late on the phone or TV, or it kind of helps that stress level continue. 
when we're, when we're constantly on the screen or our, our young people, um, you know, parents were letting kids have their phone in the room and they're staying up all night so they're not doing well in school, right, teachers? And they're having a hard time. And when we're tired, we're at our worst. Have you noticed that? If you're overtired, you're not as nice. You get kind of cranky, right? You kind of get hangry. It's kind of like ha- being hangry. And we're not at our best when we're tired. We're at our worst. You know, what's, what's crazy is, you know, Americans get three less hours of sleep on average than 100 years ago. So back in the 1920s, Americans were getting three more hours of sleep. Now we get about six on average adults, and they were getting like nine. Isn't that awesome? You're like, well, they, they didn't have as much to do. Um, right? But I, wanna, I, I, I disagree. Look at this. This is what uh, 100 years ago in the 1920s that was made and created. Okay? Look at this. Um, the electric iron, the washing machine. Praise the Lord, right? The radio, vacuum cleaner, the Model T uh, car, um, the toaster, electric blanket. I needed the, we need that sometimes, maybe once a year in Florida. The assembly line, refrigerator, uh, band-aids. Hey, that's good. Um, driving restaurants, sunglasses, uh, traffic signals, um, automated wristwatch, the bulldozer. Come on. The instant camera, loudspeaker, TV, the bread slicer, I need one of those, jukebox, garbage disposal, electric razor. So imagine in the 1920s, when people were sleeping on average three more, on average three more hours a night than we are now, they were still getting stuff done. So you're like, oh no, I, I can't, you know, I've got, I've got stuff to do, you know, I, you know, it's crazy that um, I, was, I, was, I was researching all week about sleep, right? Because God created rest, right? We're going to talk about that in a minute. God created sleep. It's for a purpose. So I was looking all week um, at all these different studies on sleep, right? So think about this for a minute. I'm just going to go through these really quickly. Um, when people, what, when you're, what age you are is they, they give you kind of an average of what how much sleep you need uh, every night. So newborns, zero to three months, they need 14 to 17 hours of sleep a day. Why? Because they're growing. And God has this great plan of growth. Sleep, eat, right? Infants, four to 12 months, 12 to 16 hours. Toddlers, one to two years, 11 to 14 hours a day. Wow. So three to five-year-olds, 10 to 13 hours. 6 through 12 years, 9 to 12 hours. So and then we get into our teenagers, 13 to 18 years old, 8 to 10 hours of sleep needed. I was talking to Monica and Shannon the other day. Shannon was talking about when their kids go to bed. And he's like, what, what about your kids? Like, our kids seem to go to bed really early. And then um, adults, 18 to 60, need 7 plus hours. Adults, 61 to 64, I don't know where they get this, 70, 7 to 9 hours. And then 65 plus, 7 to 8 hours. So once we get into our adult life, it's about 7 or 8 hours. But imagine, think about that now for you. Maybe for your kids, maybe for your teenagers at home. Are we getting adequate sleep? 
Because when we are tired, what? We're at our worst. And so maybe we have the hours in there, but maybe you're that person who can't sleep. You can't get comfortable. You wake up in the middle of the night. You wake up 10 times in the middle of the night. Your dog bothers you. Dog, I don't hear the dog at my place. I'm sleeping. But maybe you wake up and you, maybe you have those hours and you wake up and you're still like, oh, I still don't feel rested. You know, sleep deprivation. Anybody ever had that? You can't sleep. That's a rough one, isn't it? Or you, you're, you're moving. You know, I remember uh, John helped us move. Tara and I, uh, we moved from, we were, we were a lot younger. We moved from Canada to Florida. So John and I, we pack up the, the moving vehicle, and then there's a trailer with our, my vehicle on there, and we're like, let's just do the whole thing. And then we got about halfway, and John took over the reins. He's like, I'm, no, I'm not letting this Canadian drive anymore. <laughs> this is not happening. So with a couple Mountain Dews, John drove the rest of the way without sleeping. And by the end of it, we didn't know where Florida was. We just ended up here. <laughs> but, but really, some of us are sleep-deprived. You know, the, you know the, the, the proper amount of sleep um, helps us with different functions, our memory. You know that? When, when we go to bed at night, our brain is so intelligent our, that God created that when we go to bed at night, our brain needs an adequate amount of time to take the information that we had from the day, or important information, that's also good, that God did. He like, he's, allows us to throw out the non, nonsense that maybe we were scrolling through Facebook looking at, and then the important stuff that Pastor Landon preached that day. So when we, when, we, uh, when, we go to, when we go to bed at night, our brain starts sending all of this information, right, from our, um, uh, from our, like, uh, the, I don't, I think I wrote it down here. From our short term, there we go, see, I forgot. So we have these short-term memories. See, when I go to bed tonight, if I sleep long enough, it'll get transferred over to the long-term memory bank. But it's important. Some, some, I remember when I was in college, I learned this early on. So guess what? I'd study, I'd study, I'd study, I'd study, and I'd make sure I get a full night's sleep, Ian. And then when I went to go do the test or the exam, I would do really well on it because all the stuff I studied that night God took over, took all that short-term memory information and put it on over into the long-term memory bank. Something to remember if you're in college or want to remember things. But so we get memory, concentration, productivity, uh, more energy, better coordination. So all of our athletes out there, get, get a good night's sleep. Better mental function. So that's kind of the opening. I want us to understand sleep a little bit. I want us to understand rest a little bit. And now I'm going to kind of open up here and give some points. Number one, God created rest. Write that down. God created rest. Isn't that awesome? So all, all the, the, the week of creation, God went through. He created the heavens and the earth. He created the moon and the stars and the sun. He created the animals. He created us on the sixth day. And then on the seventh day, guess what? 
He created this thing called rest. Because no one ever heard about rest before that, right? Adam was a day old. He never heard about this thing. But imagine on our first day, our first full day here, Adam's first full day here, it was a day of rest. And it, throughout the Bible, you hear this word called the Sabbath. Anybody ever heard the words the Sabbath? Right? So God created this beautiful thing called the Sabbath. You know, it's a gift. You know, God created rest to bless people. So sleep at night, he created for us to be blessed, to do well in our job, in our relationships, in our workplace, all over the place. It's there for a purpose. And I'm preaching to the choir because I stay up late doing whatever, you know, studying, doing whatever. But we have to understand that there's a time for that, but there's also a time for physical rest. And God created it. Everything was good. And then on the sixth day, everything was very good. But look what it says here. We're going to reread this. Genesis 2, 1 to 3 says, So the creation of the heavens and the earth and everything in them was completed. On the seventh day, God had finished his work of creation. So he rested from all his work. And God blessed the seventh day and declared it holy because it was the day when he rested from all his work of creation. So do you think God was tired? No, God was not tired that day. God doesn't get tired. He never stops. He's there constantly. But you know why God rested on the seventh day? Because he wanted to show us something important. You know, God could have just spoke the whole world into existence day one. But the way God does things is very important. It's very specific. Because he wants us to understand his pattern. The way that we are supposed to live. And so he created, he created, he worked, he worked. And then he showed us about rest on the seventh day. You know, it's important for us to understand that God created this thing. I, I know, listen, there's some guys in the room and some ladies, some hardworking people who are like, oh, I don't rest. I'm, I'm going to go for it. Seven days, let's go. Right? But that's not really wise. God has, has created rest for a purpose. And it's to bless you. It's your gift from him. It's a time, and we're going to get into it a little bit later. It's a time where it's not just for you. It's for you to get closer to God and experience not just physical rest, but spiritual rest, mental rest, right? We need to take a break sometime. Not too long after, God gave Moses Ten Commandments. Remember this? In Exodus 20. Look what it says in Exodus 20, verse 8. This is the fourth commandment. So the first four commandments are about God. The last six are about people. Look at the last one about God. Look at this. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Now I know a lot of people in our culture have all sorts of ideas about the Sabbath and what that looks like as a Christian. And now, it's, now we're not under the law. So we'll get to that in a minute. But this is God's design with all the study I did on sleep and rest. God designed it this way. God designed everything to work this way. Even later on in Leviticus, God talks about taking the fields. Hey, you've worked these fields for six years. Give that field a break. 
on the seventh year. It's important we do that with anything. Why does he do that? Because he wants all those nutrients and all of those things to come back into the ground so you can do it all over again for six years, right? But guess what happens? We're so busy in our culture that you see these, I'm going to talk about some oranges, is that all right? Right? But it's, we're doing some things that, that maybe God's like, hey, if you would just let this place take a break, use this field over here, maybe set them a little bit differently on off years, maybe your crops will look a little bit different. So he, he designed things to cease, right? The Sabbath in Hebrew is just take away the H, Sabbat, right? It means to cease or to stop. Stop for a moment. Don't yield. It's not a yielding time. It's like, oh, well. No, it's, it's, a, it's a moment to stop and cease. You know, a 2015 study showed that children's sleep patterns can have a, a direct impact on their behavior and their academics. Right? I noticed that with Emma. We'll go out somewhere late. We'll come back. She has school in the morning. She does not want to get out of bed. She's not as nice as she usually is. But guess what? That's, part, that's partially on me. Because my daughter didn't have adequate enough sleep. Adequate sleep. But you know what? Jesus didn't cancel the Sabbath. Like, well, we're, we're not under the law anymore. He didn't cancel. Look, what, look, what, look at this little quick story here in Mark 2, verse 23, 27. One Sabbath day, as Jesus was walking through some grain fields, his disciples began breaking off heads of grain to eat. But the Pharisees said to Jesus, Look, why are they breaking the law by harvesting grain on the Sabbath? Come on, Pharisees, right? They're always trying to trap Jesus in something. These religious folks. Verse 25 says, Jesus said to them, Haven't you ever read the scripture what David did when he and his companions were hungry? He went into the house of God and broke the law by eating the sacred loaves of bread that only the priests are allowed to eat. He also gave some to his companions. Then Jesus said to them, The Sabbath was made to meet the needs of people and not people to meet the requirements of the Sabbath. So the Son of Man is Lord even over the Sabbath. You know, those who ignore the Sabbath principle really just rob, we rob ourselves when we ignore it. We rob ourselves of this great blessing that God created for us, a natural way that he's created us for. And often we bring harm on our physical body, our mental body, even our spiritual condition because we're not willing to take a break or to cease or to stop or take a siesta, right? You know, Jesus didn't cancel the Sabbath, but he gave us more freedom when it comes to dealing with the Sabbath, right? In Jewish culture, the Sabbath is what? Saturday, right? We have church on a Sunday, but that doesn't mean that like, oh, my Sabbath, you know, I'm a pastor, so I'm here, so I, I take different days of Sabbath, but I believe as Christians, we can constantly be in God's rest under his covering, under his Sabbath, 
So this comes, this comes to number two here. Number two, rest in the Lord. Everybody say, rest in the Lord. As Christ followers, Jesus wants us to experience his peace. You know, I, I think back to this moment uh, in Scripture where Jesus and his disciples are on a boat in the middle of a storm and Jesus is resting in the back of the boat. And who knows what kind of high seas they were dealing with. Talked to Ms. I talked to Vernon Lillian today when they came in. They were on a cruise this week and the seas were pretty high, like 35 feet. And they said it was a fun experience. They weren't sleeping. <laughs> but imagine, imagine being in the boat and you're with Jesus and he's back there having a snooze. He's resting. I think sometimes we think, hey, when we're having a bad day or we're, we're stressed out, we just need to make it happen. We need to figure it out. We need to, you know what? Maybe we take God's approach and stop for a moment. Cease operations for a second and have God give us clarity in that situation. You know, if Jesus can sleep in the storm in the back of the boat, then I think we can take a break. I think we can have a rest. That doesn't mean we stop all day or like, oh, I'm going home early today. No, this, God isn't giving us this thing like, okay, Christians, you can be lazy now. No, this has nothing to do with, nothing to do with that. But Jesus knew whose he was. Is that proper English? Do you know whose you are? You're God's, right? And so we can rest in him even when there's storms approaching. Even when there's stress in our mess, we can rest in him. And we get to this important scripture in Matthew eleven twenty eight. It says, Then Jesus said, Come to me, all you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. You know, God is a creator of rest, but is also saying, listen, I am your rest. I'm not just the creator of it. I am your rest. So when you come to me, you can give me everything. Look, take, take my yoke upon you and uh, let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart. You will find rest for your souls for my yoke is easy to bear and my burden I give you is light. You know, in Jesus, we find this freedom that we need. We find the relief that we need when we're in him and when we're resting. We find times of refreshing, the Bible says. Acts 3.19 says, Repent then and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out, that times of refreshing may come from the Lord. You know, what if we don't do this thing called rest or this thing called Sabbath? You know what, we're, we're going to find areas, we're going to find things that try to replace that in our life. Maybe it'll be a person, maybe it'll be an activity, maybe it'll be a phone, maybe it'll be a TV, maybe it'll be going after money, but we're going to find things to substitute God's perfect rest. We're going to find substitutions. Have you noticed that our culture finds substitutions for everything? Right? 
Like you go to the grocery store, now you're like, okay, is that real food or is that fake food? I don't know what to buy anymore because it's like, what's real, what's fake, what's a substitution? All right, can I have real milk? Do I have to drink this kind of milk? I don't know. Might be confusing, but this isn't confusing to me. We don't need a substitution because God is the only pure rest that we ever need. He said, I will take your burdens. I will make your walk light. You take upon your yoke. It's easy. My burden is light. A yoke is simply this thing that he says, we're going to join and link arms together and walk together and I'm going to give you rest. Amen? Amen. You know, God promised us rest. Hebrews 4, 9 and 11. Jacob, we don't mind coming. Hebrews 4, 9 to 11 says, There remains then a Sabbath rest for the people of God. For anyone who enters God's rest also rests from their works, just as God did from his. Let us therefore make every effort to enter that rest, so that no one will perish by following their example of disobedience. You know, this Sabbath thing, this rest thing is important, believers. Right? If you say, I'm a follower of Jesus, so this is something that needs to be near or at the top of your list if you want to continue doing what God has called you to do. Maybe that is changing some priorities in your life. Maybe that's changing your calendar. Maybe that's saying no to this and saying yes to this. You know, God promises rest twofold. He promises earthly rest. That when we wake up in the morning, that we'll be well rested and we'll be ready for a great day. That our physical body will be ready. That our mental state will be in the place that God wants us to be in. And, but then number two, he promises this great thing called eternal rest. It means that one day... We will be in heaven with him forever. You know, God's presence, we will experience unending joy, unending delight, love, companionship. It's really our eternal seventh day. That seventh day will continue on and on and on and on. And then just after that verse I just read, it says this, For the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him to whom we must give account. So if we look at this scripture, why does he talk about rest directly before this scripture? I want to tell you, if you could bring that verse uh, 12 back up here. He does it because it says, when you are resting, you are allowing me to do some surgery. It's not random that just before this, he talks about rest. The writer here of Hebrews, no. It's specific. When we are resting, 
God is still doing something in our life. It's not like, oh, I'm, I'm not growing anymore. No. That's when we grow the most. Is when we rest. Think about our kids. Why do, our, why do babies need so much sleep? Because they're growing. They're growing teeth. They're getting taller. They're growing hair. All of these things. So church, if you want to grow in 2020, learn to Sabbath. Learn to rest. Learn to drop it all and say, God, this is the day you've made and I will be glad and I'll rejoice in it. The last one. Number three, when we rest, we're at our best. When we rest, we're at our best. You know, God give, isn't giving us a license to be lazy. He is giving us a day or moments of refreshing so that we can win. So that we can function the way he's designed us to function. We can have life to the full. You know, also, I thought about this before, is when we're most tired, when we're most stressed out, is when we sin the most. I don't know if you've noticed that in your life, but you start letting your guard down. You know, I'm getting tired. Ah, you get frustrated. You start talking about this person. You start complaining about this. You start looking at that. We're weak when we don't have the spiritual rest that God's called us to. You know, Sunday worship, being here together with other believers is so important. Reading the Word, being here on a Wednesday is so important. Because that's part of our rest. That's not the whole thing. We need to rest on our own. We need to, to do our Sabbath on our own as a family. But as Christians, we need to work hard and we need to rest hard. You know, God has this beautiful life for us to live, but the kind of the key to walking in that is rest. That will open the door to even more. Amen? Now listen, resting in the Lord is going to take some preparation. Right? Your calendar might change. You may have to make some different decisions. You know, I believe that we schedule a lot of our calendar around us. But I think we need to start scheduling our calendar around God. Like we put all sorts of important things on our calendar. Do we put our devotions on our calendar? Do we put church on our calendar? Do we put Wednesday nights on the calendar? We're all like... Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, as a pastor, I wanna, I'm going to step on a couple toes, okay? As a pastor, I'm always surprised that, especially as Christ followers, that, that we prioritize everything but church, but Bible reading, but prayer. We prioritize everything. I'm not saying everybody does this. But I think it's a, it's a moment to think, God, in 2020, my schedule is your schedule. My calendar is your calendar. Let's stand.
So I believe when we, when we rest, we're at our best. And so I just want to spend a minute. I want to pray over each person in the room. So if you're like, hey, I need, I need rest. I need this spiritual rest that you're talking about, Pastor. Would you just raise your hand for a moment, close your eyes for a moment, say, that's me. I need that today. I need that this week. I need that this year to accomplish what God's calling me to accomplish. Lord, I just pray right now for supernatural rest. Lord, I pray right now for times of refreshing. Lord, I pray right now that you would come in like a flood, Lord, and give us supernatural rest. Lord, that you would bless each and every person that says, God, my calendar is your calendar. My schedule is your schedule, Lord. Lord, you are Lord of the Sabbath. Lord, over the Sabbath, Lord. I pray right now, God, that as we go throughout our week, as we go throughout the year, Lord, that we would take moments and days of rest in your presence, Lord. Because that's when we're going to grow. That's when we're going to experience your vision for our life. That's when we're going to have dreams and visions. Lord, that's when we're going to experience the gift that you've given us. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. I want to read this scripture over you today. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we'll reap a harvest if we don't give up. Amen. Come on, let's celebrate Jesus today. Amen. Amen. Go home and have some rest.